Productivity, you probably have a love-hate relationship with it. You really wish that you could be more productive in your business and get things done, but you also hate that you aren't as productive as you want to be. So if that's you, today's episode, we're going to be diving into the second episode in this series about boundaries and how they can actually be the key to unlocking real productivity in your business. Stick around. If you're feeling God call you to pivot life as you know it by leaving your career plans to start an online business and you're terrified of how you'd ever actually pull that off, then you're a mama with a calling and this is the podcast for you. Here's where we'll talk about everything from choosing the right business and running it as a mom to biblical inspiration and motivation to conquer your fears. Because even though it's causing you some anxiety, you're also excited because you know God's calling you to it. And that means you're headed to a life with more joy, fulfillment, and purpose like you've always wanted. Hi, I'm Alexia Carrillo, fellow Mama with the Calling, and I'm passionate about helping other moms like you step into their calling and not stay stuck in their career for fear of going against the grain. I believe it's okay to pivot and follow God's calling on your life without the guilt or shame for not doing what the world says you should do. This is the Mama with the Calling podcast where we'll figure out how you can actually make this wild calling on your life become a reality. Let's grab some coffee and dive in. Hey there, and welcome back to the Mama with the Calling podcast. This is Alexia. This is our second episode in the series on boundaries. And on the last episode, we talked about what boundaries are, how they can show up in your business, and why you should care about them. I also gave some examples of what it looked like to have healthy and unhealthy boundaries in some specific scenarios. So if you missed that episode, I encourage you to go back and listen to that. But just to make sure we're all on the same page, I just want to remind you what a boundary is. So again, this is coming from the book Boundaries by Drs. Henry Cloud and John Townsend. Their definition of a boundary is basically that it's like a property line. So it defines where your property stops and someone else's begins. So inside of the property line or boundary are things that you own. You are responsible for the things in that boundary. And for an actual piece of property, if you think about it that way, this might be your yard and your house and the trees and flowers and things that are inside on your property. You have to take care of it. And then from a psychological point of view, these would be things like your values and beliefs and feelings and reactions and choices that you make, your actions that you take, all of that stuff. You're responsible for it, just like you would a piece of property. So the big thing to realize is that no one has any power to change anything in your boundary on your property unless you let them. And that's the big difference, the big game changer, like figuring out how to not let people, other people's opinions and thoughts impact what you're doing. And that means you have to set up those boundaries. So that's kind of the big challenge, right? But that's what I'm hoping this series is going to start getting you to think about. And like I said, I encourage you to get these books at least the boundaries, just boundaries one. Um, And I'll put a link below so that you can grab that easily, but it is so worth it. So nobody can affect what's in your boundaries unless you let them. They have their own boundaries, right? And how they act and what they value. And um, that should not impact what's on your property. If you have proper boundaries in place, it won't happen. It's when we don't have those boundaries in place that it becomes an issue. So let's say that Karen next door doesn't like that your grass is longer than her grass. So she, so she complains and you change it until she approves, even though you may have liked your grass the length that it was, or you didn't have time to keep mowing. This is what would happen if you don't have boundaries. 
But if you have boundaries in place, then your yard is whatever you want it to be. And she can complain about her own yard. And her feelings about your yard aren't your concern. You're not going to let it bother you or impact any of your actions just because she doesn't like it. That's, I mean, you're sorry, you know, like you hate that for her, but it doesn't mean you're going to change anything. So getting away from the yard analogy, I hope you can see how this does apply in your business and how it can play a big role in multiple areas of your life, actually, that whatever we think, whatever we value, feel, how we react, what we do, all of it is 100% up to us. We don't have to do anything. I think a lot of times we say, oh, I had to whatever, or he made me mad, or, you know, she made me sad. It's like nobody made you anything. You decided that that was your reaction. That was your choice. And that's been a really hard one to kind of wrap my head around. But, um, you know, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to pay bills. You could choose not to pay bills, right? I mean, in your head, you're probably going, no, I can't. That's not an option. Technically, it is. There are plenty of people in this on this earth who don't pay bills, right? And if you don't pay bills, you may be homeless. That would be a consequence, right? So you're in your head, you're saying, no, I have to. That's because it's a boundary you set in place. But it's your choice. You want to pay bills. You want to have a home. You want to have electricity and internet and food, you know, all the things. And so that was your choice. But you don't have to. Nobody's making you, right? So we are 100% responsible for everything in our property. And if we find ourselves doing or not doing things that we don't want to be doing, it's because we're basing it on other people's reactions, wishes, etc. That's only happening because we're letting it happen. And so this is about taking responsibility for our lives and our choices and recognizing that if we don't like how something's going, it probably has to do with our choices. Now, I want to be careful here because this can kind of creep into sort of like creating the life you want. And of course, this becomes like a little bit, not blurred, but it can be. So I don't want it to be confusing. This is not saying that you're going to create a life outside of what God wants for you. And you're just going to kind of do your own thing. But in the confines of what God does want you to have, are you still not doing the things that you need to be doing to create the space to allow God to bring you the life that you want. So just bear with me on that to, to, to hear me out on how, what I mean by that. But I do want to say it's not just you do whatever you want to create the life you want. You totally can, right? Like you can hustle your way through and create this business and do all these things and create a six or seven figure business if you really wanted to, you know, following some guru's plans. But that's not going to give you the life that God wants you to have. And that's not necessarily following where the Holy Spirit is leading. So it's not about that. But you're never going to create the six figure business that God wants you to create by vegging out on the couch with your kids watching Netflix all day, right? Or staying nervous about putting yourself out there. That's never going to get you that business because it's not that's not doing the actions and having responsibility for the things that are going to lead to that outcome. I'm kind of getting ahead of myself. So let me let me keep going here. So in this episode, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into some specific ways that boundaries and having unhealthy boundaries could impact your business and life as an entrepreneur. So there are so many areas that we could get into, but the one that's on my mind for this episode is productivity, if you couldn't tell that already. So 
you know, it seems to be this universal desire of entrepreneurs and pretty much, you know, people, but entrepreneurs to be more productive. We say that a lot. I want to be more productive. But when you hear people talk about productivity, they're really talking about simply doing more. You know, they give you lots of action steps like setting better goals and working in 30 minute burst or having a clutter free space or using a planner and doing all these things to like help you be more effective or efficient, I guess, in what you're doing. And those are all great. But what about when you know that you should be productive and you've got all these tools in place, you have all these things, right? But you're still not productive, right? Like what, what's, what gives, like how come you really want to do this yet day after day, week after week, you're like, I still didn't get anything done. So this is where I believe boundaries are coming into play. And so Uh, I'm going to kind of go into some different analogies and connect it to the Bible and things to kind of bring it all together and hopefully help you see how boundaries and different biblical principles come together. And boundaries is a biblical principle, too, I should say, but how these come together to actually give you the life that you're wanting with this successful business and are potentially why you continue to have all the productivity tools in place, but you're not being productive. So, you know, a key value of boundaries is that it teaches responsibility. So in terms of parenting, so, you know, this is a series, this this book, the boundaries book, there's the boundaries with kids, boundaries with marriage, boundaries with teens, and there might be another one. But I also am reading the boundaries with kids. And as I was reading that one, you know, they were talking about it in terms of parenting. And they were saying that, If you set a boundary with your kids and then enforce that boundary, you know, what I would call a rule or like just, you know, a house rule. This is how we act. This is how we don't act. Um, Then you're actually teaching your kids that their choices lead to specific outcomes, right? Either good ones or bad ones. You listen to this rule, this thing that I'm saying you can or can't do. If you do listen, this happens. If you don't listen, this happens. And, you know, for example, if you tell your child to clean their room. I'm thinking of like an older kid. So you tell them to clean their room and there needs to be a specific outcome. If they do it, they get to go to their friend's house and do whatever, right? If they don't do it, they don't get to go to their friend's house and do whatever, right? Maybe they're grounded off of something. That creates a situation where you didn't take away their ability to go do anything, right? They had a choice and their actions are creating the outcome. So they can totally choose not to clean their room. I mean, up to an extent, I guess, you know, at some point it's like, no, you have to clean your room, but they can totally choose not to. But if they do, are they going to like the outcome, right? So if their outcome, if their desire is, man, I really want to go to my friend's house, then in that moment, their choice is I need to clean my room, right? And this transfers into adulthood. So as a child, you're going to learn how to operate within these boundaries so that you can, you know have the life you want, meaning it's not full of negative consequences. It's good things, right? It's being able to go to parties, um, you know, birthday parties. It's being able to go to friends' houses. It's being able to go on outings and things like that. It's not being grounded and not having electronics and all of that. Like you don't want that life, right? You learn that as a kid so that when you get a job one day, when your kid gets a job one day or they're married or whatever it is, or their parents, they can choose to do the things they need to do to get the outcome they're desiring. So they're going to actually show up to their job because they want to get paid. 
They're going to actually do the project, even though like nobody likes to do projects. Nobody likes to do everything they're handed at work. But when they know how to have responsibility and how to take responsibility for their actions, they're going to say, yeah, I hate this project, but I want to do well in my job because I want this bonus or, you know, whatever the outcome they want. And so when we think about it like that, this basically teaches the biblical concept of reaping and sowing. And they talk about this in the Boundaries of Kids book. But the, the concept of reaping and sowing, which is all throughout the Bible, and the, the, it builds into the fruit of the Spirit of self-control. So, you know, reaping and sowing is that we reap what we sow. And if we want to reap good things in life, then we have to have self-control to not do the negative things or the bad things, to not sow those negative things and have those negative consequences. So, you know, the kid who doesn't want to clean their room, the self-control thing there is I don't want to clean my room. So if they can't learn to overcome the negative feeling, like I don't want to clean my room. So if they can't learn to overcome that and have self-control and say, you know what? I don't want to clean my room, but I want to go to my friend's house. So I'm going to clean my room anyway, even though I don't like it. Right. That's the self-control part. And when I think of this in terms of like a nine to five and think about, think about this for yourself, you didn't want, I mean, this was to me every day, right? You don't want to get up really early and get ready for work. You'd much rather sleep in until whenever you want and, you know, not turn on an alarm clock and eat breakfast in bed. I think that's funny we say that because I don't know who actually wants to eat breakfast in bed because that just makes a mess. But, you know, like you don't want to get up and like hustle through and do the morning, you know, rush hour. Like nobody wants to do that. But you did it. Why did you do it? Because you didn't want the outcome of what would happen if you didn't do it, right? You could have chosen to not get up, but then you knew that you're potentially going to get fired or get in trouble or not have a paycheck, right? So you choose to wake up and you get yourself to work because that's leading to the outcome you want, aka getting paid, right? And so you, in that moment, you're having self-control. You are overcoming the overwhelming desire to stay asleep and stay warm in the covers or whatever. And you are saying, nope, this is more important. I need to get up. Even though my body doesn't want to, I'm going to do it anyway for this outcome. And then what's interesting when I think about that, because I don't, I mean, I did that for years, right? We all have for school for, I mean, how many things in life do we do that for? But suddenly when we become entrepreneurs, it's like that behavior kind of goes out the door And I think that's the key. I mean, that this is the key to being successful. So a lot of times, a lot of clients come to me for coaching and they're really wanting to know how can I be successful? And at the end of the day, what they're trying to find is like this, this special like path or this formula for success. And honestly, there are so many different ways that so many different people have had success, you know, different business models, different paths you can take. The reason anyone is successful, the real reason is because they are doing the things they know they should do, even though it's scary, even though it's hard, even though they don't know what to do. They're just pushing through, right? They are acting as though they would in that job. They're getting up anyway, and they're going to work. They're figuring it out anyway. They're trying, you know, they're keep, they keep doing that. But when we become entrepreneurs, a lot of us who, um, I, I definitely struggled with this for just, a long time. And this is something that I'm actively getting better and better at 
And I know that a lot of people that, that are listening, um, people have reached out to me and told me like, this is something really hard. They don't know how to go from being like struggling and feeling like they're barely kind of creeping along to actually doing things. And I think this is it. This is what the issue is. So it's easy to find yourself choosing to take action or not take action that won't allow you to actually reap anything close to the successful business that you're wanting. So for example, it might be really scary to start a podcast, right? So you choose to just keep putting it off. It feels like a valid reason, like you don't know how and you have a lot to learn and all of that. Or it might be scary to start offering something for sale in your business. You have to actually pitch your offer to people and they might say no and that feels uncomfortable and you have to, you know, reach out to people and all of that. And you tell yourself that you just don't know how to do that and you don't want to bother people. So instead, you are choosing not to move forward, not to do it. Or maybe you're still in your nine to five and you're dying to be home with your kids. But to do that, it feels really scary. You have to actually quit your job, right? And that's a huge, you have to tell your boss, you have to actually admit to people that you don't want to do this anymore, put in the notice and take that leap of faith. And all while saying like, what will people think? What if you don't make enough money? What if, what if, what if, right? And in all these situations, the actions that the, that you chose, not you, but you know, if the person chooses to not move forward, that's never going to lead them to success. If you don't ever quit your job, you will never be home with your kids. I mean, unless you get fired, which hopefully that doesn't happen, right? But if you don't take the action anyway, you're not going to get over there, right? If you don't sell stuff, you don't have a business. You just, you just don't. And so... I think that it's really important that we see that the actions are going to lead to a desired result or not, right? That the seeds being sown are going to yield a certain kind of harvest. So it's like, it's like if you prepped a garden plot to plant some seeds, like you're like, yes, I'm going to plant an awesome garden right here. And you dig it all up and you, you know, you get started. But then you decide that it's too scary. You don't know how it's too much work. What if you plant them and nothing happens and you know, whatever. And so instead you don't plant anything. You just, maybe you throw a seed or two out there and then you show up at harvest time and like, where's, where's this, where's the harvest? Like I thought I was going to have this successful business, right? Like connecting it to the entrepreneurship thing. It's like, you're saying to yourself, I have this business idea. It's so awesome. And I'm going to dig it all up and I'm going to prepare But I'm not going to actually plant the seeds and I'm not going to actually tend to it. And I'm not going to actually do all of that and making sure that the seeds I'm planting are actually for the kind of harvest I want to get at the the end. Right. Like all these things are intentional. And then to wait and keep at it until the harvest. If you don't do all of that and you don't keep putting it into your business, you will not have a harvest. You can't. I think sometimes as Christians, it's amazing. I mean, this isn't, but it's amazing that God gives us blessings and he brings these things to our life. But he also wants us to work. He talks over and over in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, about blessing the work of your hands. He's not going to bring a harvest of something that you didn't plant, right? And so we have to make sure that we're not in a place where we are kind of wanting or expecting God to like drop it into our laps. We really need to make sure that we are showing up and doing our part and then God will do his part, right? And if you're not doing that, that's okay. 
because God's still working on you and he's going to be doing changes in your heart and he will wait on you. He has patience for you. He is going to be right there with you, walking you through all the steps, all the things that you need to do to get to a place mentally, emotionally, spiritually, where you are able to actually plant those seeds, the right seeds and move forward. But you can't give up, right? You have to keep, keep at it. So, you know, this is what so many entrepreneurs do. The part where they, they try to, they set up the garden and they just stop. And we wonder why we're not successful, right? Like people come to me like, why are they not successful? And it's because the actions don't align with the, the rewards you're wanting to get. So I think that so many of us will actually do this and we have valid reasons, or at least we think they're valid reasons, right? For not moving forward with something. So maybe your kids are bothering you or you have a lot of emotional stuff coming up around taking action or you just don't know what to even do. But to continue to say, I couldn't do this in my business because of X, Y, Z, some reason that wasn't outside of my control, then we're never going to get anywhere, right? So if we say it's because of our kids bothering us, we're blaming our kids and that just creates frustration. And that's also not a good place to be. And I mean, that probably probably feels frustrating because you're like, but my kids are bothering me. (laughs) And like, you know, I can't work with my kids around. And that's probably true. But it doesn't because it's not that you, your kids did it, right? It's that you are deciding my kids are more important right now. And I'm choosing to not get this done right? Because you could like wake up really early, you could stay up really late, you could when your husband gets home, you could say, Hey, honey, I need one hour when you get home every day, or one hour after dinner, you know, there are things you can do. And so sometimes we choose to take take on so much so many things that we can't do the things that God's asking us to do in our business. So Cloud and Townsend said that learning how to operate within boundaries set for us by our parents and teachers and then jobs they that helps teach responsibility for the choices and is also strengthening our self-control. I mentioned that earlier. So self-control is a fruit of the spirit, right? So when I think of self-control, I think of restraining myself from doing something that I know that I shouldn't do. I've always thought of that fruit that way. And I'm like, why don't I have very good self-control? Like I want to have all the fruit of the spirit, but I want that one. I want to look at what Paul says in Romans seven fifteen about this. He says, for I do not understand what I'm doing, because I do not practice what I want to do. But I do what I hate or what I don't want to do. And I'm like, does that sound familiar? Like, how many times have you said something like, I wanted to work on my business, but I didn't. I just can't understand why I keep getting in my own way. I really want to be successful. I know what to do, but I'm not doing it. Like, what's the deal, right? And you want it, you really want it but you're not doing what you know that you should be doing. So he goes on to talk about how this is actually the battle of the flesh and the Holy Spirit. So just bear with me here. I know I'm bringing in like a bunch of theology stuff, but I think like, I just see this picture of it all connecting. So, you know, like I said, he's saying, I do what I don't want to do and I don't do what I want to do. Right. And he explains that as being the battle of the flesh and the Holy Spirit, that as Christians, we have to learn how to resist the instant gratification and the fleshly desires, because those often lead us down a path that's not where the Holy Spirit wants to take us at all. In Galatians 5, 16 and 17, he says, 
I say then, walk by the Spirit, and you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the Spirit. These are opposed to each other, so that you don't do what you want. And I was like, that sounds exactly like my productivity problem. I mean, of course, it has totally different implications. But it really does apply in this way, because in productivity in our business, we think about like, what is our flesh when we're thinking about why we're not doing something? What would it look like to the flesh versus the spirit? So the flesh would be things like fear, selfish ambition, pride, wanting to sleep instead of work, like laziness, wanting to browse social media all day instead of actually working, like these things that are gratifying what we want. Like we don't want to sit down and do this hard thing. We don't want to ask anybody to watch our kids because that's uncomfortable. So we're just going to sit here and watch our kids all day and all night and every single day of every, you know, all weekend, whatever, instead of ever asking someone else for that help, because we're thinking about ourselves in that moment. And it's kind of backwards because you feel like you're thinking about other people, but really you're thinking about yourself. And you're also avoiding any negative feelings and emotions of the flesh, right? Like it's not comfortable to do something that feels scary or vulnerable or any of those things. So you're, you're actually allowing the flesh to dominate. And it's like, nope, that's scary. I can't do it. So the spirit would be things like, you know, that you are supposed to do this, that God is asking you to do this. So you do it anyway. Just like the whole getting up for a job and your alarm clock thing. You don't want to get up, but you do it anyway, because you want the outcome. So when the Holy Spirit, when you feel led to start a group, start a podcast, make a product, pitch your offer, whatever it is, it's like in that moment, late saying, nope, I know my body is saying it's scary and they don't, it doesn't want to do it or whatever, but this is important. And I know this is where God is leading me. And so you're, you're letting the spirit lead you instead of the flesh. You know, here's the whole crux of what I'm trying to say. If you want to get out of this rut of saying, I wish I could be more productive, but I keep saying that week in and week out, and I don't know why I'm not getting stuff done. If you're tired of saying that, then you have to change your thinking around this. It's not just getting tools and getting, you know, a planner and different things in place. Those are important, but you have to change your thinking. So in those moments, when you're finding yourself not doing the thing that you really want to be doing, ask yourself, am I walking in the flesh or the spirit? So is this something that I know that I should do, but fear or anxiety or pride or whatever is getting in the way? If the answer is yes, then you know that you're walking in the flesh, which by the way, means that you're walking in your own power and not the power of the Holy Spirit, which unfortunately means you're not going to be getting very far, right? Especially for doing anything for the kingdom, anything that God wants you to do, you can't do in your own power. So the flesh has no mercy on us. It does not care how much money we need to make. It doesn't, it just, it's all about, it's all selfish, right? Our sin nature is strong. The enemy wants you to get distracted and fall into temptation to indulge your fresh fleshly desires of vegging out on the TV all day, not working, coming up with all these distractions, like whatever he can do to keep you there, he'll do. So this is one of the reasons it's so amazing that we have the Holy Spirit because when you find yourself leaning toward that fleshly desire stuff, you can pray for the Holy Spirit to give you the strength to overcome the flesh. 
Paul talks about this all throughout the New Testament, that this is the power that we have, this ability to walk in the spirit, that we don't have to walk in the flesh. It doesn't mean we're perfect, but it means that we have this ability to tap into this, um, you know, to be like Christ, to be more Christ-like. That's through the Holy Spirit. But we have to intentionally, you know, choose to put aside the flesh and choose the spirit. And this ability to overcome the flesh is not through our own power, though. It's not going to be you like muscling through. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. It's nothing that you can do, right? So on our own, we're going to keep messing up. But if we learn to let the Holy Spirit prevail over our thoughts and actions, then we can do the things that God actually wants us to do. And this is a lifelong, like, you know, our whole entire lives are learning how to do this very thing. Like, that's kind of the whole point is that we have to learn less of the flesh, more of the spirit. And ultimately, when we die and go to heaven, that's when we'll be all spirit, right? But but until then, we're, it's this battle, this constant battle. And that's where the grace comes in, right? Like Paul talks about the thorn in the flesh. He was trying to get rid of everything that was wrong with him, and he can't do it. That's where it's the grace of of what Jesus did for us that, uh, that covers that. We're still going to mess up. That's going to happen. But we have this, this power in the Holy Spirit that is our salvation. Another part of this is the boundaries part. So I haven't forgotten about boundaries. <laughs> when you find yourself not accomplishing the things that you'd like to on your to-do list, also ask yourself if there's a boundary issue at play. So this can be multiple kinds of boundary issues, but it could be that you're maybe blaming others for not getting your work done. So, you know, first of all, change that narrative. They are not making you do anything, right? You are choosing to let them distract you or you are choosing to be distracted. You are choosing to whatever. Um, But sometimes that's okay because that's what you want to do, right? You want to choose that thing. Maybe you want to go on a nature walk with your kids because the weather is great and that's fine, but it's not your kids didn't make you do it, right? They didn't distract you. You decided that you, that was a, that was a choice, right? I'm going to go on this nature walk and you're going to reap the rewards with your kids, and the experience and the memories, but your business isn't doing anything. And that's okay if that's what you want to do. Just make that choice and own it. Another area that boundaries may become an issue is setting up deadlines and things for yourself. So, you know, when you worked a job, you overcome the flesh, instant gratification in favor of doing work because you had a boss that was in control of your check, right? You had consequences that you knew were looming there on the other side of that boundary. So that was that was your boundaries. So if you didn't work, you didn't keep your job and eventually you didn't get paid, right? So ask yourself if you need to set up some boundaries for yourself in your business, because that's one of the great things about being an entrepreneur. Nobody's your boss, but it's kind of a negative thing is that nobody's your boss. <laughs> There's nobody setting boundaries for you and we need boundaries. So setting up some kind of boundary system. So whether it be accountability built in somehow, Um, This is where coaching comes in. Having a coach is a really great way to have boundaries because you don't want to pay for a coach and then not do what the coach asks or not actually do the work when you're paying for coaching. It's like, I mean, you can, right? But you're just throwing away the money. So it's like, if you're going to pay, you want to actually do the work. That's why paying is so powerful. But also the accountability of I'm going to meet with her again and she's going to ask me if I did the stuff and I don't want to say that I did. Now there's not, the coach isn't going to do anything like, you didn't do it. There's a consequence, right? But sometimes just the the sheer fact that you have someone 
that you have to answer to just in like, you, it's kind of embarrassing to you. Like, oh man, I don't want to say that I didn't do my stuff. Or, you know, if I am going to say it, that helps you practice owning those choices, right? So having accountability built in somehow in your business or, and, or is creating deadlines and putting them in place. So, and this could be self-imposed. This could be, again, coach imposed. It could be, you know, maybe your spouse gets involved, but creating these consequences, like these reward system consequence type thing. So like you would think about your kids, right? If you don't do this, if you don't complete this project by this date, then what's going to happen? Because what happens to me, and I'm sure this happens to you, is that I say, um, you know, I've done this in the past, I've said, I want to create this by, you know, the end of the quarter. And then I don't do it. Well, there's no consequence, like, really, I just keep moving, right? And I mean, really, there is a consequence, though, right? If I didn't create the thing that I was going to create, well, now it's not out there and available for you guys. And so not only do you not get to benefit from it, but I also am not making an income from it. I didn't create it, right? So that is a, a bigger picture, like, you know, like the what I'm reaping from that sowing. But it could be that you actually put something in place, like if I don't um, create this, then I'm like, create some kind of self-imposed consequence for yourself that would actually make sense and would actually help you hold yourself accountable and to these boundaries, right? So kind of creating, I mean, being your own boss. We say that a lot, like I'm my own boss. And we think that means that you get to do whatever you want, but a boss holds you accountable and they make sure you get your stuff done. So are you doing that? Right? Are you doing that part of being your own boss? Or is it just like letting yourself do whatever you want? So I want you to know that this can be tough to do. It's hard to see our own stumbling blocks sometimes, or even if we can see them, we don't know how to actually get around them. So this is where I would love to come alongside you and work with you to help get you through these productivity issues. So as a coach, many of my clients come to me with this very issue of getting caught in the weeds. They don't know the path they should take, or even if they can see it, they don't, they end up going around in circles. They don't know how to get through it. So I help them with that. I help them lay it all out, figure out what's getting in the way, unearth some of the core thoughts that are causing the problem in the first place, and then creating a plan to move forward and working through that with them as long as it takes, right? So if this is you, if you're wanting to do that, if you're struggling in this area, book a coaching call with me. I would love to support you and work with you in this area to make sure that you're getting through it because this is key to the rest of your business to hearing what God has to say, and to following his lead. If you can't overcome um, these issues of, of understanding your mental blocks, to listen to the Holy Spirit, you can't do the things that God wants you to do until you can figure out how to make that happen. And we can work through that faster through coaching. So if you're interested in that, go to momwithacalling.com slash coaching to get started. So at the end of the day, I hope that you can take away from this conversation that boundaries are an important component for your productivity and actually creating the successful business you're wanting. So boundaries help us take responsibility for our actions and the outcome of those actions. And this really solidifies the law of sowing and reaping, which is all throughout the Bible. And the key to really mastering this is to have self-control, to resist the fleshly desires that often lead to that instant gratification and avoid uncomfortable situations. And instead, we're going to walk in the spirit. So this is where we're going to create a successful business 
as we take actions that are spirit led and actually create products and market them and serve the people that God has sent our way. So we can't make that impact that God wants us to if we never do those things, if we never create the products or services that people need, there will be nothing for them to buy. And not only are they missing out, but you can't make money if they don't have anything to buy from you. So I hope this was helpful and that you really start to see big changes in your productivity this week as you start to shift the way that you see your choices and actions. And like I said, it's one thing to hear this podcast and it's another thing to actually implement. So if you are struggling with this area, please try to implement this. And if you need help with implementation, that's where coaching comes in. Book a coaching call with me. I would love to support you. Okay, until next time, keep pursuing your calling. Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.